Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and Aaron is here with me tonight, and we are so excited to have Janie here. Janie is a four tennis player and has been in a USTA Adult League coordinator since 2016. She's played on several teams that have made it to states and was on a 7-5 combo team that won a state championship and went on to compete in sectionals in Mobile, Alabama. So, Janie, can you tell us why you started playing tennis as an adult? So, I mean, I kind of came to tennis, I think, as a lot of people do. It was sort of a midlife crisis kind of a thing where everything went wrong. And I kind of started to think, you know, what am I missing? What have I not done in a long time? And I think what I found out was sports was missing. I hadn't been playing any sports and I played a lot when I was younger. So someone suggested going back to tennis and I just fell in love with it. And I started playing like eight times a week. That's fantastic. So what does a league coordinator do? I am in charge of all of the USTA leagues that play in my area. So that means I do all of the scheduling, all of the maintenance that goes along with that, including the people. And, you know, in general, making sure that our players are taken care of. I'm assuming that means getting court scheduled. Yeah, I probably made that sound a little easier than it is. Yeah, I think there's (laughs) a lot to it. Yeah, I have to deal with all of the facilities and make sure they have court time. Because in our area, that is tough. Anytime you want to play tennis around here, it can be difficult to find a court to play on. You know, a lot of the emails I get the most probably are people looking for a team. They want to play. They just want to play. They're new to the area, especially as women. If you don't have a team, it can be difficult for you to find one. Yeah. So um, people who come into the area who are brand new, we make a lot of effort to put teams together, to find teams for players. I've heard from a lot of people that have been connected. They went through their coordinator, you know, whatever city they're in, mm-hmm. and they've been connected to a team. And then now they're like, I found my best friends. That's you right. Know, like, That's what tennis like, does. Serendipity, you know, I reached out to a coordinator, I got put on a team, and now these are, you know, lifelong yeah. friends. So since you're the league coordinator, um, do people recognize you on the court? And if they do, what kind of stuff do they tell you, complain to you? <laughs> I played a lot of tennis before I became the league coordinator. So a lot of people already knew who I was because I captained teams for years. And, you know, I'll go out in the court now and, you know, we'll be talking and I'll say my name just to introduce myself. And they're like, are you that Janie? Like the one? And then for a second there, there's that, do I need to like walk away or are they not really sure at first, but luckily most of our league players are happy and they get to play tennis and I help them out. And yes, there are questions. There are always questions. Most of the time it's, well, if we schedule this match, is it okay to do this or can we do this? And people come up to me and say, you know, so-and-so is not the rating they say that they are. Yes. That's <laughs> the biggest one. I get that one a lot. And um, that is not, certainly not. Up to um, you, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But they do, I think it is. I, I think a lot of people think, do a lot of things I don't do. And then they don't necessarily know exactly what it is I actually do. So it's, you know, it's interesting to me that I'm like, I have nothing to do with ratings you know, at all. Um, I can pass that information along. That is really good to know because people don't know who to go to. So like if someone has a rating issue, where do you send them to? If they have a rating issue, we have a very good relationship with our state coordinators. And so ratings are actually handled through the state. 
they do a great job, you know, taking care of that. So should a captain contact you then? What types of issues come up specifically that are something that you need to handle? My definite answer would be any captain, especially a captain, should always contact me if they have a concern. That is what I'm here for. I'm here to deal with our captains and to help them through the seasons. There we have so many rules. The rule, I mean, we have a rules and regs that's like pages and pages and pages long with tiny, tiny little print. So helping them with, you know, rules and regs is a big one if they have questions on that. I mean, I definitely would like that they would would read them or read the emails that I send out. That's always a fun one. (laughs) I will go through a lot of trouble and make this whole email. And then I'll get a question from somebody with the answer directly in the email they just answered. (laughs) Do you say, Um, please see below? Yeah, yeah, see I want to really badly just circle it and like, yeah. like, well, it is here, but, um, yeah. but no, I, I definitely want people to email me if they have questions about um, rules, regs, about their schedules, you know, how to run a team, the players. I mean, you know, even things that I can't necessarily handle, it comes to me first. So it'll go to me about ratings questions because most of the time they don't know who to talk to. So I'm, I'm kind of like the contact point for, you know, anything that's gotta, gotta happen. I don't know how to use tennis link, which a lot of people don't. So that, you know, I do a lot of that kind of stuff too. So have you ever had two captains that are just kind of at each other's throats? Absolutely. Have I seen captains at each other's throats? Yes. I mean, I've, I've seen entire flights that I, like I said, want to take them to a Mexican restaurant and also down and have a margarita because I think they just need to sit down and talk to each other. But I do think a lot of the times think they need is just to type it out, either type it out or they need to call me and like, just, just say it out loud and then we can kind of talk through it and I can talk them down at the ledge. And then by the end of the conversation, you know, they've kind of thought about it. It's just tennis and, you know, but occasionally it's not. And occasionally we do need to file those grievances and we need to make sure people understand that, you know, some behavior is not okay. Usually that's not where it goes. Thank goodness. Now, so, is it you that files the grievance or is it the person it files the grievance with the state? How does it work? Do they file it with you first? The state only handles grievances that have to do with people's ratings. But I actually would handle all other grievances, which pretty much fall under all the same category. Um, general grievances, whether it be sportsmanship or right. I don't like so-and-so, therefore I'm filing a grievance. There was a line call. I mean, all of those things fall into the same category. And now, are you the decider or does it go to a committee? How does that work? So we have a grievance committee. It's not we pick the grievance committee. Once a grievance is filed, I don't have one that's continuous, but if something happens and we actually do have one, then I put together about three, usually three people that, you know, maybe a captain for a long time, don't have any, you know, issue with the people involved. They have to look over the whole, the whole scenario and um, they deliberate and figure out who's at fault and actually what the punishment would be if there is any. Carolyn, I would um, nominate you for that committee. <laughs> no, I don't want to be on that. I was an attorney for 10 years. I don't want to I do know. that. I'm tired of dealing with that. Sort I of think stuff. it would be fantastic. <laughs> no. Well, now that you said it. No, yeah. don't put me on that committee. Don't put me on that committee. I'll no. put Aaron on it. <laughs> yeah, put Aaron on I, it. That's who should you be know, Janie, you know me well enough to know. I like most people. So I would be like, why are they fighting? They should yeah, just exactly. That's how I feel too. I no. mean, I know um, that I have to deal with it. But at the same time, I just want everybody to get along. And that is my personality for sure. Um, but if I have, to, I'm from New Jersey. If I have to, I will like go, go down. That's it. We're going to, we're going to do this. But every time it rains, are you like, oh man, because you have to help <laughs> with all the rescheduling with captains, like around playoff time. I think one of the things that I 
that people get in fights over the most are makeup matches. Line calls, yes, that is definitely, that is one-on-one though. Line calls is one-on-one. A lot of times the um, makeup matches is the whole team's because it is hard. I mean, it, I'm sure you both have tried to do it or have done it and it gets to be difficult. You start getting in a time crunch because you have to get them done in a certain amount of time. And now you have usually what, four people trying to figure out their schedules and nobody can agree on it. So then I kind of step in and trying to figure out, okay, so who do we have here? What's, you know, and I just kind of put it in some kind of an order where I can say, Who's available when? Okay, and I have all of yours, and I have all of yours. Let's put them together. A lot of times during a makeup match, what happens is somebody's got to end up forfeiting the match or defaulting. And that's what we're trying to, you know, that's what they're trying to prevent. That's where I end up getting involved when it comes down to default. What's the best part about being the league coordinator? I actually love doing the schedules, believe it or not. As difficult as it can be and as difficult as our schedules are, I love the puzzle. The puzzle, the process of it, getting it all together, trying to be the best I possibly can to make sure that people get the, as many matches as they can is just making sense out of the whole thing and getting it right because that is a huge part of it. It's so easy to make a gazillion mistakes while, you know, trying to put this together and then get it out to people without mistakes in it. Because once you start getting things out, you know, um, to the public, it gets really difficult to try to fix all that. But I think that's one of my favorite things about it is doing the schedules and talking to people. You know, I love being on the court and I don't know how many people have asked me, like you said, do people recognize you? Do they ask you questions? It doesn't bother me. I mean, unless they're going to bombard me with horribleness. It, do- it doesn't really bother me at all. You know, I don't mind being the face of it. You got questions? I'm here until I need to play. You know, and it's like when I'm, when I'm playing, I want to be able to play. But before a match or, you know, after I'll sit and talk to people about it. Yeah. I love that. I think it's always suited yeah. to I like what I do. I enjoy it. I love tennis. I've always loved tennis. I used to run a very, very large 1,000 member meetup group um, that was a tennis group. And I was in charge of that group for a couple of years. And it was like the best group ever. You meet so many people there, they just become your new family. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I think about tennis that's amazing is yes, we all fight with each other. And yeah, but you also find this like awesome camaraderie with people. And you know, you're, the people that are on your team, I mean, they're your people, you know, like that's. Yeah, you'll uh, fight for them. <laughs> that's right, you would. You'd call line, you know, call balls out for them. Exactly. <laughs> Janie, it sounds like you found the perfect job for you since you're so good at putting together schedules and also dealing with people that maybe complain. I just think tennis brings out interesting personalities, good, bad, ugly, but mostly the great personalities. But just, you just know that every person comes to it from a totally different place, you know? Yeah, I haven't played other sports in a long time. And I was trying to remember at one point, I was like, this, is it tennis? Is it this? Because it's, it's, you know, it's not one-on-one unless you're playing singles. But even two-on-two is very small amount of people. And it's very personal. And I think that's part of what maybe brings out that strong personality or that strong drive mm-hmm. from people. Because, yeah, it, it definitely can get very personal, very... Yes. <laughs> with tennis, I mean, you're calling your, your opponent's ball in or out. So it's yeah. not like other yeah. sports. I grew up playing basketball. There was always a referee that yeah. was objective, you know? So that's right. I think that's a big part of it. It's very subjective. Yes. Yes, that ball was out. Are you sure? That's my favorite. That is, there should be a shirt somewhere, everywhere that says, Are you sure? Are you, sure? <laughs> you need a t shirt. Yes. With a tennis ball. Are you sure? (laughs) 
Are you sure? Just point um, and just you guys point to that your podcast t-shirt. Yes. Right, right. And just point to the shirt every time there's an issue. Just be like, yes, that ball yeah. was, yeah. Yes, I called it the way I saw it. Yeah. Erin and I had a fantastic time talking with Janie. I learned that local adult league coordinators deal with schedules, questions that captains have, questions on the rules and regulations, complaints on most everything except ratings, and they also help new players find a team. They also are the contact point for so many other questions, and they are there to help you play the sports you love, which is pretty awesome. If you would like to see a picture of Janie, please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.